of the smugglers galaxy podcast your favorite star wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy finally finally we had ahsoka start this week we'll get to that in a minute rebels season five finally after two years of waiting five years of waiting and two years after two years oh, seeing just, it i was just saying rebel season five i was rebel season f- yes rebel season five We've been waiting. I've been waiting like five or six years for this, and then knowing it's two years after seeing it on at celebration. So, wow. Anyway, Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> well, well enough for being. Hey, you want to record now? And you're like, oh yeah, let's yeah, do, let's, it. Re- let's, let's do, do it. it. I ain't got nothing going on. It's I just Friday. got up from a nap. Oh, dude, me too. Isn't that great? Was isn't a mid afternoon? Huh? We're twinning. We're twinning. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I bet I did something you didn't do this morning. Uh, go for a run? Yeah. Well, I didn't go for a run. Um, no, we went. Uh, my wife works for our credit union, and they had a big thing for Choa, like a bowl-a-thon. And uh, we went bowling at like 830 this morning, So, which means you're up at 6, and you're leaving the house <laughs> at like 730 and bowling at nine o'clock and they had a couple of people that didn't show up i'm I'm sort of i was like reserved or whatever actually my wife couldn't register me because she waited too long or whatever and then two people didn't show up and then I ended up bowling like six games and i wonder why i'm sore yeah yeah because you're but, using muscles you don't normally use on saturday mornings right <laughs> and i bowled six games of bowling, bowling. yeah or is it yeah i guess it is bowled six games or of bowling i don't know and then of course while i was relieving my wife's like you know that's kind of fun i want to get better and maybe get my own ball and i'm like you do realize if you get your own ball that kind of automatically makes yourself better because you're not using the crappy balls that are at the bowling alley and it's made for you and blah 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 and she's like oh okay and that's sort of where we left it and uh we're gonna remember this later on or are we gonna May- be i don't know it's like i need another hobby i'd love to take up bowling but i need another hobby like i have a hole need a hole in the head mm. but i think it'd be fun to take it up just to have something to do mm-hmm. when i'm not doing everything else did you uh pick anything up this week i don't have any cool stories like that sorry uh, <laughs> the i i don't think i did i didn't know i did uh the only thing i did was the ahsoka micro galaxy squadron pre-release or pre uh thing that pre-order and that's kind of a story in and of itself because uh i kept watching you and sam talk about it and you were kind of in the know when it comes to micro galaxy squadron stuff and we basically watched it all day and waited for it to be released and then at like what eight o'clock at night it came out yeah something like that there's a rumor it was supposed to go up noon eastern standard time didn't go up, and then people were like online. They were saying uh, two o'clock. It should be two o'clock, and then two o'clock came around. They're like, 
Well, maybe they meant 12 Pacific Standard Time, which is 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And no, it was just late. <laughs> Freaking pre-orders. Um, but I did pre-order that. I did get the Vintage Collection Tuscan Warrior with the Massif. It's the little dog thing. Oh, though is it is one like for twenty five dollars or whatever? Yeah, I think it was actually more than that. Jesus, thirty two or something like that. But I got it. It's getting expensive out there, kids. Oh, dude, I I am I am fearing the uh, Amazon hit next month or the in a couple of weeks. What would you it's buy? Well, because I've got the Lego Ghost. I've got uh, the Ahsoka uh, Lego Starship. Then you've got the TVC Sabine. Then you got the Black Series Ahsoka. Then you got the C Black Series Sabine. Then the Ahsoka, Ahsoka um, not Ahsoka Hera. And what else? Then I've got the TVC Thrawn. I got two of those ordered. And then, of course, the, all the Micro Galaxy stuff that's finally coming out that's been in stores for six months, it feels like. Mm-hmm. The Y Wing and the the. Whatever the N1 Starfighter yep. and the TIE Bomber and yep. the TIE Interceptor and something else. Yeah, I want the TIE Interceptor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then the other thing I picked up on Deal or No Deal was a set of uh, average store ads used for micro machines. Yeah. It doesn't say micro machines on it, but the Star Wars logo is in the shape of the Action Fleet logo. And, and it does uh, have that feel to them. Yeah. It's got it's Ralph Ralph McQuarrie painted this stuff for Galoob. He did a couple paintings to go with the toys, like as a sticker on the back, and they reused it for the advertisement. So I got uh, three of the ones that kind of slide into the 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 metal display. The metal it's like part of the system. You just slide it right. in, and then there was also a uh, uh, thing that kind of hangs from the ceiling. It spins around. It's got two sides, and they were supposed to be. A TIE fighter and uh, Darth Vader's TIE fighter and uh, an X-Wing at the bottom that kind of just dangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't come with that. But um, but yeah, like this is something I've been after for a long time is trying to find some store display ad work for micro machines. And here I got four of them in one shot. Awesome. And if that's many, I mean, I kind of I saw you make the bid. And if you got it for the last bid, I saw you make if it's like four pieces of stuff, you did pretty good. Yeah. So it's supposed to arrive today. Um, I'm looking right now for the mailman. Uh, mail person. Your mailman. Your mailman comes this late. Uh, well, in the app, you know, we can do the informed delivery, and it says it's still supposed to be delivered by nine today, but I doubt it. I don't think I'm getting this until Monday. Right. That. That's. Yeah. That sucks. Oh, I did pick up a. Um, I just remembered on e on eBay. I picked up a uh, Bill and Ted. It's supposed to be a promo card of some kind, but. I couldn't really tell what because the guy kept going. Oh, on the back it's different. The back of the card's different. Uh, a baseball card, uh, ball boom, you know, baseball size card. Yeah. Um, and he kept on saying the back's different. It's got some stats or something on the back of it, and um, I never could figure out how to see the back because I just kind of took a risk on it because it was like fifteen bucks. So I guess we'll see mm-hmm. when it gets here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was not it. it I, I'm I'm at the point with the you know we got the ghost and then we had um I don't know did I don't know did I talk about the way that that W twos kind of my W twos kind of got messed up or something 
that um the government wasn't taking enough money out. Oh no. For my yeah. So <laughs> I kept Strap looking. Strap in at, people. Here's yeah, an no, accounting it's, it's story. Not, well, it's not that big of a deal, but apparently the government has changed how they're taking taxes out of your uh checking account or your check, yeah. and it's not enough taxes. So they stopped taking what they need to take out. And when I contacted my HR department, they were like, Well, this is this is the way it's supposed to be, blah, blah, blah. And then Mandy did some uh, research and was like, well, we need to be taking out like a hundred more dollars a paycheck for both of us to break even. So like there went like three, four hundred dollars a month, just like mm. that. Bummer. Yeah. So, so bringing it back to Star Wars, you're going to be selling that ghost when it's the second you get it. Yeah, of course. You don't totally. want it. You're yeah. going to have to sell it. No. Awesome. Go- <laughs> yeah. I sold Sorry stuff to, to buy that ghost. I sold stuff to buy that ghost. It's not going anywhere. That ghost is coming in hot and heavy in a year. Yeah. yeah. If we're lucky. Yeah. Dude, that's the part that sucks is, is the pre-order stuff when it takes that long. It just well, like. You have to wait. But the thing was, so this week Hasbro did the Q&A with their fan channels. Um, and one of the questions, Chris Reif said, and this can't make any sense, but he, he said like they're at nearing the end of production for the ghost, which, like I said, doesn't make any sense. He said that the version they show is a production version. Mm-hmm. But why would you? I mean, did they start production the second they hit 10K or whatever the number was? Was it eight or 10? It was eight. Because it's, it's just like, I think he misspoke because production right. can't be done on it. No. Unless he's talking about production of the prototype i i don't know i don't think so though he did say that the card backs and figures are exclusive to the haslab well that's a good thing but backers backers are sporadic uh so you were talking about the asia market being different than the u.s market yeah and they sometimes manually manually put those numbers into the u.s market system so they're both the same it's not like there's ten thousand in asia and ten thousand in the u.s that number okay. you see there might be a lag but that number is supposed to be the grand total gotcha um they did say no more extra tiers but if zeb is unlocked sabine and chopper will be added to the line they'll they'll put them on that card back and they didn't want to put sabine and chopper behind a really high paywall of you know like 25,000 that's unattainable and then you've got you know four out of the five Cool. Yeah, I'm heavy breathing on that one because I'm I'm trying to to think. Uh, I mean, it it seemed to help the numbers, but nowhere near. It got like 500 extra more uh, people to. I mean, uh, Ezra's release, so they're at 1150, 11, 11500, 11,548 right now. Um, and since Ahsoka came out, there it's moving, but it's not moving the way it's not moving as fast as it should, and. I truthfully think they should have just said at 20,000, these two are added. And then maybe people, I think, and then maybe people would have backed it. Uh, I think they would have hit that number if they said at 20,000, here you go. Because I think it's a, it's a really crappy. um, I mean, it's cool that they said they're going to release it, but you know, that's another, what, probably 50 bucks for those two figures. Uh, That'd be about 16 bucks, not 25. Unless they're, yeah, they'll be about that 16, $17. And yeah. So 
you're any you're at like 30 and then with shipping you're probably back up to like 40 50 bucks after shipping with those figures uh maybe i should have done hasbro pearls premium but i could still do that if i want to uh <laughs> um long story short it just i i think if they would have gone ahead and just said hey at twenty we're releasing them uh, I think that number would have skyrocketed because I think the the number one right after I hear I didn't want the ghost I met the the number second complaint is the figures all five people should have been uh, included, yeah. and I think if they would have just right out the bat said we hit twenty thousand you get everybody, they would have been better. Hopefully, with that Sabine they'll do a head swap kind of like with Kanan, so you've got that that ability and and there's a lot of complaints about that sabine helmet that would go over her head it was just too big and the more um, i see it somebody had in-house in-hand pictures and it is ridiculous looking well there's that playability factor you know taking off the helmet and putting it back on as part of the the uh the show and um at least for sabine not for the mandalorian didn't but it is and, and it's part of the toy and uh people uh care and it's like I feel like it's a lose-lose. If they do it one way, people will be upset that you can't take the helmet off. And they miss the old days of uh, the classic vintage figures when you can take off Bausch's helmet. Right. Well, wasn't Bausch's helmet was done a lot better, though, wasn't she? Hers? Well, I don't think those are properly to scale. They're more in scale, I think, with an in proportion of one another. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It just looks like a bobblehead when you put that yeah. helmet on her. But... Yeah. I truthfully, if it looks that bad, I'm not even going to bother with the helmet because I think the face sculpt on that is is really incredible. Yeah, that's the that's probably the way to go. Or buy another Bo-Katan and <laughs> and have someone customize that helmet for you so you can use that. Dude, I really think somebody's going to do that anyway. Somebody yeah. will 3D print a helmet. It'll be, I don't know, probably be another fifty freaking dollars. I don't, hey, you know who's going to buy it? You. No, Narayan. that crabby man. Narayan will know one. Narayan will know somebody. We'll be getting a text here in a minute. This is who's doing it. Um, And then there's a lot of new people on the line. Uh, a lot of people who don't participate in that quarterly. Uh, that quarterly? Is it quarterly? I don't know. Q&As with uh, Hasbro. Uh-huh. There's a couple smaller, like, I don't want to say small. There's a couple new YouTube channels. And one of them, they were, like, asking softball questions. And one of them was, and this was interesting. Like, where where do you come up with the blue for the Black Series line? Uh, for the uh, Ahsoka part, you know, like each each entertainment, you know, A New Hope has its own packaging art color. Uh, uh, Empire is like a blue and Return of the Jedi is green. And they asked, where did the Ahsoka blue come from? And they said that they, for that one in particular, they were inspired by the stripes on her head huh. from the Clone Wars. So that's why yeah. it's that color blue. Interesting. And then someone complained about their Doc Ondor not having the beard. Right. Uh, the Black Series figure, and they said they couldn't properly represent it correctly, which I call like, yes, if you really wanted to, <laughs> you could, but you plan on reusing that for Hammerhead, uh, Mawada, Madonna, whatever his name is from the Cantina. So they just make the uh, Galaxy's Edge people quite uh, upset, but they'll keep the rest of the fans happy by just reusing that for Hammerhead. Right, and the Galaxy's Edge people are a lot less than the other. Yep. Um, so this is funny. Uh, yes. he was on, he was on the line with the, uh, vintage collection people and ba- Bantha tracks. And they asked him if, uh, Salacious Crumb is going to have a number on the card back. 
And Chris said, uh, we did make a decision, but I forgot what decision we made. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, like, no, you just don't want to rock the boat on this call. So you're not going to say that it does have it and then upset the people on the call because it's just going to create a whole spur, uh, a stir with the, the fans. Right. Un- unless they're waiting for like next Friday when they have their big meeting or whatever. Yeah, they have another live stream next week. This week? This week. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Friday. I thought it was this coming yesterday. And uh, no, it's next Friday. Because I was like, I didn't hear anything. And then I looked and it's the 29th. We'll see. Um, And then there was other stuff. The only other thing that I wrote down was that so there was a rumor that they're reissuing a bunch of Black Series figures, like 30 figures this holiday season. Um, and they asked him to comment on it. And instead of saying it wasn't true, they just said, well, we're not going to comment on rumors of Black Series issues of figures being reissued. To which I'm like, if you've got something, you're not going to confirm it because you can't confirm it. But if you don't have something, you can just simply say, no, that's not happening. So it's like, what? Right. Then then I I heard him say that a couple of different times like oh we can't comment on any of that kind of anything that's yeah. in the pipeline. Yeah. And yeah, it is kind of a half-ass excuse. Uh last week uh I have to do a retraction. Last week uh we were I was talking about um how we had dinner at PowerCon with the guy who invented invented Boglins or created and developed Boglins. And yeah. I said his name was Tim Connors. Tim Clark. Tim Connors, obviously, <laughs> our neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know who you're thinking of, but that ain't the right guy. That's not him. It him. It's Tim Clark, you said? Tim Clark, yeah. Yeah. And then you, know, you, you uh, probably could have Googled that as you're telling the conversation. Well, it's like, it's, it's not an easy thing hosting these shows and trying to stay on topic. But then also trying to figure out what the next topic is, and if that topic relates to a thought that you've had, I've had five minutes ago, and how can I tie all that together? Like sometimes the listening just flips off. Right, dude, it's hard to host a podcast. What? Yeah, and especially one where one guy wants to be more structured, and the other one's like, "Ah, we'll be fine." <laughs> hey, you've got me taking notes, so I'm, hey. I'm I'm getting there. Becoming professional I'm podcasters. Try, trying to become a professional podcaster. Someday we'll sense. take take the training wheels off the side of this podcast. <laughs> and maybe we'll we'll compete with Coffee with Kenobi and they'll send us free crap. It'll be awesome. Finally. Maybe. Um then the only other thing that kind of came out this week, and if you watch the the post credit scene for Andor where the little robots are putting together the saddle the dish, the Death Star dish. Yeah. In the back, like right at the start of it, as it pulls back, if you look at the back wall that's kind of in the distance, it's the walls from the, the trench run. Oh. Which was the trench run in the dish itself, because that's where they were assembling these pieces, if you go back and watch it. Oh. But but that is an Easter egg. It is there. So maybe they just reuse those walls for different areas and... It happens to be in a couple places on the Death Star, but it is right. the wall. They scanned it and they added it to the scene. <laughs> the way the Star Wars, I, I keep saying it, man. Star Wars fans have too much time on their hands. Yeah, I think that's fans everywhere. I don't think it's uh, exclusive to Star Wars. And, and it seems like uh, it seems like it could be worse in other hobbies. Yeah. 
You think? Yeah, it is. Uh, before we talk about Ahsoka, um, I kept finding myself wanting to jam in Heir to the Empire theories left and right. The way yeah. that you keep trying to jam Sabine into every episode of The Mandalorian <laughs> will be on next week. I'm like, oh, maybe this person's from Heir to the Empire. Maybe instead of this character, they're inserting this character instead. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, I dig yeah. There's there's theories that I'm I'm hearing about the uh is it Modak? Modak uh, Mordork. Merrick. Merrick. And uh, one of them totally is like, yeah, you're you're stretching there, and that's that they there uh, was a, it's an heir to the empire where they're just like really really, Mary are you Jade? sure about that, huh? You sure about that? Are you sure Mary about Jade? that? Yes. Somebody's like it's Mara Jade, and I'm like, no, come on. Well, Luke's fun. already dead. Why would we be introducing Mara Jade now? Yeah, we're gonna talk Ahsoka. No, Luke so... isn't dead in Ahsoka. So sorry. No, he's still alive. We're going to talk Ahsoka, so uh, I guess that's the end of the show for you. <laughs> Bye! Spoiling, if you haven't watched it yet, so make sure you watch it. Yeah. Um, but I, now that I said that, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Speaking of trying to do 12 things at once. <laughs> yeah, with Heir to the Empire, Merrick, let's just get into Merrick, I guess, real quick. Who's that? Yeah. He's a Inquisitor-looking fellow who doesn't seem to report to... Balin, um, Skull, but Scroll or whatever, Skull, Skull, Scroll, um, whatever that skull. wolf is called, because it's right from that wolf. They seem, yeah, he seems to be like a gun for hire. He reminds me of Tron in Tron Legacy. He was like a, a supreme warrior, but he was kind of hired out by the guy who's really in charge. Right. So it kind of seemed like that. That was the relationship. He was obviously a force user. He's able to go up against Ahsoka, which is not. The easy thing to do because she was trained by uh, Anakin Skywalker, so some of that strength and and agility kind of translated to her. But um, yeah, the the theories is that's obviously Ezra Bridger. That's the that's the easy one. But there's some there's plot holes or questions that arise if that is Ezra, right? Should we do the Ezra theory real quick? Yeah, let's do it. And then the last so as Ezra was playing with the dark side throughout all of Rebels, right? So it's easy to think that without family he might have fallen to the dark side and became an inquisitor um but the problem with that is that the last we saw ezra he and thrawn were being pulled out into hyperspace both have been lost a long time so how did ezra find his way back and thrawn stuck somewhere um how did ezra did ezra become a agent of the dark side somewhere along the, the way and, and then left thrawn or if he left Thrawn, how did he fall to the dark side? And why why is he <laughs> present in the galaxy and Thrawn's not? There's just a lot there. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is if he was able to get away from Thrawn is that some kind of way he went to the dark side and was able to trap Th- Thrawn and get away. But then why would he be hunting him to bring him back? Yeah. I don't know. Unless maybe he had a change of heart and is now, or maybe it was the fact that it was he he was the only one that could get out, and Thrawn's like, "Find me when you can." And yeah. it, it, I could totally because because I've here's here's other theory. So I've heard Mara Jade, I've heard Kanan, and I've heard Darth Maul. Uh, obviously not Kanan, unless it's some sort of <laughs> heir to the Empire. 
the whole Luke <laughs> thing and Mara Jade being an apprentice. The the cool thing was it's so it's a it's got a more of a male physique, so I don't think it would be a Mara Jade or right. I saw people online, Barris Offie um coming back is that, but it's more of a manly shape, and I don't think you know, Barris doesn't have that. Mara Jade, I don't think would have that. No. So it's Ezra. Um, but if they do like the 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 hand of the Jedi, hand of the Emperor, this which is Mara Jade, maybe they're gonna pull in Star Killer from Force Unleashed, who was Darth Vader's apprentice. So you have Anakin's apprentice versus Darth Vader's apprentice, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. That would be kind of cool. And that guy's still around too, isn't he? The, the guy That's that one, played Yeah, Sam Whitwer. Okay. But if they uh Oh yeah, 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 because he also did Darth Maul, the voice of the voice of Darth Maul. Yeah. yeah. So that's the other theory, and and then the wild card, like I said, was the heir to the Empire, Luke with the two U's. That it's a clone Luke Skywalker being used against Luke Skywalker or something. Now let me ask. <laughs> now would we see Luke pop back in the Mandal- to Ahsoka to fight Luke if it's a clone? No, because Ahsoka didn't pop in the original trilogy to help Luke, so uh, they're at odds with each other. But Luke popped in the Mandalorian to help get yeah. Baby Yoda, and Ahsoka popped in popped in the Mandalorian. I don't know. There's or too many it... Jedi's alive in this this time period. They're supposed to be just Luke, right? Was there was it Book of Boba Fett that he went to get Baby Yoda back? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, that's how. Yeah, one whole right, episode cool. was, was Baby Yoda being trained by Luke. All right. Yeah, it, it's... I was talking to Chance today, and he's like... He's loving the fact that they're intertwining stuff, but then again, like, with the conversation we're having, what episode did that happen on? And then you're like, oh... You know, it it wasn't even a Mandalorian. It was Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't know if episode numbers are more important than story, boy, story beats. Gotcha. Story Not, points. But. The way that they're they're shooting stuff now, I think it's, it's story beats not episodes it's all going to be intertwined here soon so just it already is intertwined um uh part one was called master and apprentice written and directed by dave floney the title could refer to balin and shin hati or it could refer to ahsoka and sabine um there's a lot more focus on sabine in the episodes where i felt like it should have been called sabine and not ahsoka (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it should have been called Rebel Season 5, not Ahsoka, but you know, Dave Filoni's got to get that in there. I did like that the show started on a, a very um, threatening note, almost, like a danger, oh like God. with the the sc- uh, scroll coming by. That just felt, it felt very uh, Andor slash Rogue One. Yeah. Where but, there was just tension, like right off the bat. Very tense. But I did. It's it was a lot like the movies crawl, um, yeah. so it felt more Star Wars, and I liked that it was you know going up at a horizontal parallel to the viewer. It's not going out into space, so it was a little bit different. Like this is the TV world, and we're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that he pu- pulled in terms like sinister agents, which was in the original A New Hope scroll scroll. Right. Um, so I liked that a lot. Uh, the breakout scene I had some issues with. Yeah. Well, I, let me Captain let me talk Hell's to an idiot. Yeah, let me talk to the squirrel. I was I was excited. It was like it made it took me back because it was like, how long has it been since we've seen a squirrel? And it's we've never like you said, we've never seen it in TVs. It's always been in the movies. And it, the last mm-hmm. movie was uh 
Rise of Skywalker, right? Yep. And then boom, we got a squirrel in Ahsoka. So, but yes, go back, go to the breakout scene. Uh, the captain of the ship is Captain Hale. You might know him from Shawshank Redemption and Rush Hour, and there's another movie he was in, famous movie. Um, but he he got if so it was like an old Jedi code, old Jedi clearance codes, which was familiar to Return of the Jedi, kind of the same thing, old codes getting into the Death Star into the Endor. It's an old curse the- code, so everybody checks out. Yeah, so it's the same kind of thing, but he's like, uh, I'm gonna call their bluff and let them on the ship, and I'm like. You've got dangerous criminals. Uh, can you imagine uh, like a bus transporting uh, uh, a bunch of criminals from one county jail to the other and someone knocks on the door and says, I need to get in. Right. Um. Why? Because I'm an actor. Well, let me see. Come on, the bu- uh, come on the bus and show me your acting abilities. <laughs> oh, whoops. What's happening? Uh, why am I? Why am I getting shot up by this guy now? It's like, why am I dead? New Republic procedure should and maybe this is them showing that the New Republic's a mess and like people yeah. don't follow protocol, but it just seemed like it seemed like a mess. Like this guy's an idiot. Don't yeah. let anyone on your ship. Yeah, I, unless maybe he was like, you know what, we're better than them. So I've I've got all the guns and you've got two people. So come on aboard. Let's see what happens. I did like the flip of uh, Balin uh, declaring, allow me to show show you my identification. Yeah. Which is the flip of Obi-Wan. You don't need to see our identification. Yeah, and then that girl just totally started kicking butt. Shinhati. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, you always hear those interviews with George Lucas. It's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. And it's you've got a couple beats here that's the same thing um with obi-wan and, and balin and the sinister agents and the old clearance codes so i thought it was a good uh opening yeah um hey you know c- what the cgi was better there than it was at the ahsoka fight which one the one with the battle droids or hk droids oh we'll get there we'll get there sorry well, that one is stagecraft where they use the the void, the volume, sorry. Right. The void is the 3D space. The volume is the 3D area that they use to shoot the uh, the show. They used that for the show, but then um, everything was like almost real stage. Gotcha. In the breakout scene. Almost, not all of it. Right. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, Balance, so they break out uh, Morgan Elsbeth, who we've seen in the Mandalorian. She's the one that went up against Ahsoka. Um, the one thing I liked about Balin is that he's hulking. Mm-hmm. He's got wide shoulders. He's got a cape as long as Vader. He's got the same size and shape of Vader minus the mask, which I just like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, is he becoming the next right emperor or next Vader or something? Like, what what is his ambitions? Because he's he's imposing. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. It it's interesting to see a bad guy without a mask. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a mask yet, right? And then well, we cut... he'll need to have one next season. Yeah, Ray Stevenson. Is that too soon? No, uh, maybe it is. I don't know. But we cut to Ahsoka, who's at this temple that's in disarray and in, in, in ruins. Uh, some of these shots look just like they came straight out of the out of the Clone Wars. It's almost like it's tough to tell it's it's just really close to that and i like that a lot she's looking for a map she finds the map and that's when uh your hk buddies pop out she's got yeah. five of them she's got to take care of that i i 
The HKs looked great. The thing that threw me off about that scene was the holes in the ground. They just were very poorly done. Where she had cut the hole to get down into mm. the temple. Yeah. It was like, why did, you know, I don't know. It just, it felt, it just, it started to take me out. But then I had to say it's a TV show, not a movie. And just deal with it. Just move on. Yeah. Um, the aliens in the wall of the temple looked a lot like those. There was about maybe six aliens, seven aliens that Yoda encountered at the end of the Clone Wars, and they helped them, you know, evolve in the Force almost. Mm-hmm. You remember those? I'd have to go rewatch that episode. Is that the the Yoda arc where he goes yes. to uh, yeah, uh, wherever Dagobah and learns everything? Yeah, that's it. Kind of reminded reminded me of those aliens that help him through the through the, his way. And I've also seen the people referring to them as like night sisters. So they could be both. Okay. Cause it was a night temp night sisters temple. Yes. Well, we find that out later. Right. We we don't know this yet. We're still discovering the show. Yes. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> we learned that Ahsoka <laughs> did not follow standard Jedi protocol to uh get Morgan Elsbeth to tell her about the map to Thrawn. Right. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, well, she she's shall, no Jedi, man. She's no Jedi, so she's able to use some force chokes. I mean, that's not that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she really wants that freaking map. Balin, uh, so, no, wait, we cut to home one. Well, we've last seen this in Return of the Jedi. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the ghost was hanging out in the hangar. Kelly showed me that this morning. I need to go back and, and see that. I did not uh, did not notice that. Yeah, it's from a distance, but you can tell it's it's the ship, and then um, you kind of see the control room in the hangar, and off on the right hand side in the lower part of the screen, you kind of see part of the ghost. But here, Ahsoka and Hera meet up in the meeting room, which we saw in uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka asks um, Hu Yang the Hu Yang. I think that's the droid's name. Oh yeah, it does. That's it's close enough. Uh, he's been helping Padawans for generations help build lightsabers. So he's got a whole database of lightsabers. And he, she asks um, the droid to check them out, re- get a recording of it, and identify the lightsabers. Uh, then she tells Hera that the map might possibly lead to Ezra. Um, there's a Mon Calamari that kind of yells down to Hera. Yeah. And I was like, is that is that Akbar? But it was too far away and too quick to make a... Total determination, but I don't think it was. Hera uh, pushed Ahsoka. Hera pushes Ahsoka to reach out to Sabine and get her help because uh, she might need it. Right. That's when we cut to Othal, and we see a bunch of E-Wings flying overhead. Clancy Brown reprises his role from Star Wars Rebels as Governor Ryder Azadi. Right. That that took me... I found that that clicked in my head like after as you're laying down going to sleep. You're like... Oh crap! That's the same guy. Yeah, I wonder if him and I wonder if Filoni came back to voice some of Chopper. So are those the two people who came back to reprise it in live action? He also introduces uh, Senator Jai Kel, who we also saw in Ezra, uh, Rebels. He was one of Ezra's friends. I'm getting mm-hmm. ahead of myself, right? Uh, and so, he was in the in the Battle of the Thal. He was the one that flew the ghost to f- get the Purgles. Yeah. See. Yeah. This guy knows his stuff. I don't. Um, so yeah, it's just cool to see more connections to rebels. Like that's real history. That all happened. Um, that I, it, 
that part felt so cheesy to me. But maybe it just I don't I find acting like that cheesy, you know, where they're all like fake celebrating and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's their Independence Day. I just like I think if you look around it from another country looking at someone celebrate their independence, you're like, this is all forced. What is it? It means right. nothing to you. It means everything to them. Right. And I know I, I I appreciated it, but I also love the line where he's like several years ago, instead of just, dude, you could have told us exactly. And all the speculation over the past five years, you could have set the timeline perfect with a throwaway line that you didn't even put in. I mean, when uh, Filoni was writing the episode, he didn't know. So he just decided many years ago, he couldn't remember. He had right. too much going on. So, uh, yeah, uh-huh. just sure thing. Dave Filoni remembers what C-3PO's bottom of C-3PO's feet look like. He 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 knows how long that timeline is. Um, this celebration is celebrating the defeat of the Empire and the liberation of Lothal, thanks to Ezra. Uh, they have the mural that Sabine painted. Uh, it's uh, to memorialize the entire um, effort to uh, liberate Lothal. And Sabine is supposed to speak, but she's not there. She's racing down a highway in her speeder. A couple of Ewings find her and attempt to stop her, but she's so dangerous and she's so um, lethal. Punk rock, dude. She's punk rock, man. Come on. She was playing punk rock on the the radio, man. Yeah, the Illuminati... uh, What's their names? It's the singer of the Illuminati something or others. Hotties. Illuminati hotties. Uh, it's the lead singer. She sang the song for this, but so the Ewings try to stop her. She's probably stir crazy. She's probably left alone. You know, if Rebels is her found family, uh, none of them are around anymore. She's all alone. She's all by herself, and right. she's missing Ezra. So no wonder why she's a little rebellious and and kind of like, you know, tired of sitting around. She wants to do something, so she's acting out. Yeah. But I, yeah, it, it took me a minute to get used to that Sabine because I'm not used. I'm used to the Sabine we saw at the end of the second episode, not the Sabine we saw through the first two episodes. Oh, yeah. The character arc of going from like a rebe- rebellious spirit to a uh, rebellious leader, rebellion leader. Right. To being a leader. You're right. To being a, I don't I'm, I'm done. I'm back. To, right. To being I'm back. Um, but I love that song, dude. That song was like, yeah, it was. I really thought that was a proper way to to introduce Sabine to people that don't know who she is. Yeah. Um, as like the rebellion, because even though she was being more rebellious than normal and not wanting to, you know, I, I, I just dealing with her demons. She was still dealing with her demons from from uh the rebel season and from losing everybody. Yeah. Uh, it was just that was Sabine. You you know that. We that's the Sabine we never really we kind of saw her in Rebels, but we didn't really get to see her until that that speeder bike. Uh, what did you think when she's watching Ezra's last message to her? That was probably the third time I cried. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I thought the guy whoever's playing it i know i don't know the guy's name off the top of my head but that guy freaking nailed it because he even did like the head thing where yeah. ezra's like oh man you yeah. know i was like oh my god a little that's ezra um and it was interesting to see that he recorded an ep- a different uh 
recording for Sabine because him and Sabine, you know, you don't really know how close they are. You know, are they brother and sister? Are they boyfriend, girlfriend? And Not a brother that, and sister. Yeah. That puts it as them being brother and sister. Yep. I agree. Um, so it, it was, it was, yeah, very touching to see that. Um, if you want to know the first time I cried, it was seeing uh, Hera and mm. knowing it's like, we're here. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's happening. It, it's yeah. finally time. Let's, let's go. Uh, back on the planet that got destroyed, that temple planet, Shinhati asks Morgan Elsbeth what the planet was. And Morgan says that it's a temple built by the night sisters of Dathomir. She is yeah. a night sister. Uh, she's a survivor. So, and she does seem to have some like witch like powers, uh, which is interesting. Shin, we get a close look on her. She's got Padawan braids. She is sent to Lothal to find Sabine. Um, and then we cut back to Lothal. And Sabine is having a nightmare about Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, off on the left, we do see Ezra's painted scout, help, uh, scout trooper helmet from the show. Ahsoka arrives, and it's shot straight out of the beginning part of the epilogue from Rebels. Yeah. To was... kind of cue you in that we're here. Right. We're five years later. It was interesting. Yeah, we can get to the epilogue in a minute. I'm 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 jumping ahead, so we'll get we'll get there. There's a reunion between Sabine and Ahsoka. Uh, there's some catch up here for um. I would say the problem with the show is that it's a sequel to a sequel to a sequel. It's a sequel to Rebels. It's a sequel to The Mandalorian. It's a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Right, and it's you the have... start of Filoni universe, the yeah. Mandoverse. And so you've you you, you kind of need all those prerequisites to understand what's going on. But even with all those prerequisites, I was taken aback because I'm like, wait a minute, Sabine was never Ahsoka's Padawan. Right. So sometime in those five years that we, yeah, five years since the last episode of Rebels until now, Sabine was taken up as a Padawan. So A, I guess she's got Force abilities. That's news to me. And B, okay, they were um, Master and Apprentice. Who knew? Right. Uh, I think the epilogue, the the timeline in the epilogue was five to ten years after the end of Rebels. Yeah. So I think you're in that five to ten year range, and there's a lot of time in there. There's a lot that could happen in that five to ten years. I thought the whole Mando versus five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. I I heard that that well. I'm going back to the epilogue. That the epilogue was five to ten years after. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. clearly in that that range well, right we're now. Right, we're right there. Because they duplicated shots from that. Yeah. So there was some communi- uh, communicate. There was some catching up I had to do. Um, I was taken aback by that whole fact. Yeah, freaking Facebook. I'm sorry. I was just I reported a bunch of people on Facebook because it's the spam links. Uh huh. You're supposed to click on it. And it's like happening everywhere. So I report oh them. Yeah. And face Facebook comes back and says, "I'm sorry, this does not go against our our community standards." I'm like, "It's spam." <laughs> yes. It's trying to fish people and get their password. Right. That's why you do a two person, a two per part uh authentic two part authentication. Authentication, yeah. So we're in that five to ten years. Yep. Um Sabine and Ahsoka catch up. Uh they're looking at the map and Ahsoka's asking for Sabine's help. And Sabine's like, Yeah, I can help you. And she, and so um Ahsoka goes learn about the lightsabers and Balin's saber and all that, and the new one's an apprentice, and so it's a new lightsaber. And when she comes back, Sabine has taken off to the communication tower with the map. Um, Hu Yang reminds me a lot of episode one C-3PO. Uh-huh. Uh, he seems very puppeted, which I love. Right. And uh, he also reminds me of K2SO a little bit. How so? Maybe it's this, maybe it's his cadence. 
maybe um another yeah. part you forgot and it, it was very fast sabine finds her old bunk in ahsoka's ship and she still has draw all the drawings are there still oh yeah sorry so i um, no, it's fine it's just I, that's what i'm here for man the color little details the little details um but yeah like i could see with uh hu yang they had some sort of uh, attachment to his arms and they were moving it from behind and then they just digitally erased the people operating him yeah there again you just got to kind of suspend reality and be like it's a really thin droid what are you gonna do yeah no i liked it i liked it yeah. i liked the jerking motions and stuff as sabine right. races to the commu- communication tower a probe droid discovers her and this is again feloni copying copying rhyming with episode one like these shots are exactly mm-hmm. like darth maul finding anakin uh qui-gon sorry with the the droid and and lining up to to make the next move and stuff like that so yeah it was it was, yeah it definitely felt darth maulish especially you know she even had the 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 cloak over her head uh and, and yeah it was totally episode 1 all over again um sabine turns on a hollow projector to see uh, the map that the, the the room that the map came from mm-hmm and it's almost like you can hear purgles in the background. I don't know if it was just me making something of nothing, but that's what it sounded like. Dude, I will, while, while you're right there, since you brought up the uh, noises and sounds and stuff, if you didn't watch Rebels or Clone Wars, man, you missed all the music cues. The music cues. I mean, it's like every time they showed somebody from Rebels, there's their theme. Anything, something, Anytime something's happening that refers back to either Rebels or Clone Wars, the music is exactly from that show. So it just, you know, you, you, you're hearing their themes or you're hearing like the theme from Rebels and you're just like, crap. Because being a musician and being in the music, when you hear that, it just, it takes you right back to that moment when you first saw it and all the emotion just bubbles up. Yeah, I guess I have nothing to say. I did recognize a couple themes here and there, but uh, some of it didn't sound very cinematic. It felt more TV to me. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, it's TV. I mean, but yeah. uh, we cut back to the ship with Ahsoka, and there's a projector uh, projection of Hera there. I find this interpretation of Hera to be perfect. Yes, I think she's very warm and very loving and motherly. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for the best for everyone. And she's pushing everyone to take the next step, do whatever they have to do to become the best version of themselves. Right. Um, I was talking to Kelly this morning and he was like, something's missing from Hera. And I'm like, dude, she was 90% hologram. And that's two episodes. So the majority of the time we saw her, she was a hologram. So we didn't really get to feel, you know, feel her out. Uh, and I'm like, dude, you got to remember it's, you got a big time jump. So there's a lot of changes that happen with her. Um, I'm, I'm happy now that I've seen the TV. Cause I wasn't sure. Cause you saw all the promos. You're like, I can accept her as Sabine. I can accept Sabine. Sabine uh, is, you know, they, I think they nailed Sabine and Hera because of all the makeup. It's the same thing. Like with uh, Ahsoka where you've got to deal with the makeup and just the change in the, uh, the character uh, from a, from a, a cartoon to live action and after seeing these two episodes she's got Hera that that Hera is is pretty perfect yeah I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better Hera good that's good to hear yeah um because I think she's she does a great job with it right and I don't have any issues with the color of her skin or the eye color like people were trying to pick out all these little details but it's it's fine we're well we're moving that's on. 
now that you see her in live action, it the, the eye color is 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 gone. You don't notice it as you will in a picture because you're sitting there, yeah. uh, pick, nitpicking that picture. But then when you see it in live action, it just does eye color. The eye color just kind of disappears. It's not as big of a deal. And I did notice um, rewatching Rebels that Sub- or Hera, it's the cartoon version of those characters, has very pronounced eye- eyes. Yeah. And it's like you could have probably got away without doing that in live action. But I guess they wanted to keep that uh, because it's like it's with all the characters have very pronounced eyes in Rebels. Uh, it's just a style that they the drawing they did and they could have got away without doing it, but they decided to do it for Hera. And you know what it when you see her, like I said, when you see her walking around it, it it disappears. You don't notice it as much. So, yeah, good Hera. Yes. And uh, Ahsoka in their conversation, Ahsoka does say, like, sometimes the right reasons have the wrong consequences. And here she's regretting leaving Anakin. She left for the right reasons, but there was consequences because of that. She feels like if she had stayed, she might be able to save Anakin from turning into Darth Vader. So I thought that was an interesting piece of character that there's a lot of subtext there. Sabine tries to figure out how how to open the map. I never like scenes like this in the movies where it's all in someone's head. They're thinking really hard. Yeah. Try to come up with something. And then they come up with something. Like there's more cinematic ways to do that, but maybe in, in terms of keeping things within an hour they couldn't explore that so the star map is leading them to another galaxy uh going from one place to another but the hk assassin droids show up they steal the map they destroy her files and then sabine grabs ezra's lightsaber to chase and for the first time in live action we get two women in a lightsaber battle oh yeah shin and sabine battle it out um, I felt like they were very intermediate. Like we've always seen these well-polished Jedi's, the super, the super, you get your Obi-Wan's and your Anakin's who are master swordsmen. Um, this felt like two Padawans, which I thought yeah. was really cool. It didn't seem like they were, cause even Anakin as a Padawan was advanced. Like he was a master or he was moving like a master, which I don't know if it was right or not, but. I, I like that it seemed like very rough and, and rusty and intermediate and like I, I like that. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I like how uh the bad what's her the the girl, the bad girl, um she was Shin. using her cape to yeah, like, Shin Shinhachi. Shinhachi to kind of hide from Sabine. And you realize everybody's like Sabine with a lightsaber, and it's like, dude, do you know rebels? You've not you haven't seen Sabine fight with a lightsaber. Um, and you just realize that she's still a badass, even without having trained for years. Uh, she, if she can hold her own, you know, pretty much held her own, uh, against a Padawan that's been, that's going through training right now. But in the end, Sabine gets stabbed in the abdomen, instantly making Qui-Gon Jinn scream from the force because he should be alive. If this video, if that movie was made <laughs> 25 years later, he'd be alive. Cause when you Dude. think about the grand inquisitor was stabbed. Mm-hmm. He lived. Uh, now you've got Sabine stabbed with a lightsaber. She lived. But Qui-Gon, poor Qui-Gon, he's dead. Yeah, well, you know, that's the difference between Dave, Dave Filoni directing stuff and George Lucas. Dave Filoni will not kill any of his people until it's time to kill one of his creations. And it was not time to kill Sabine. No, it wasn't. But uh, she heals. Yeah. Spoiler alert for our next episode, which we can get into right now. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're trying to rush through this. Uh, episode two was called Toil and Trouble. 
directed by Steph Green and written by Dave Filoni. Toil and Trouble, obviously, obviously pff, comes from Macbeth. <laughs> double, double toil and trouble, meaning uh, the more you work for uh, what you're after, mm-hmm. uh, Macbeth, which is be- to become the king, uh, the more trouble you're going to bring into your life. So I thought, you know, how does this relate into the episode? And I haven't really figured that out yet. The, the harder you work for something, the more trouble, the more difficult it'll be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let me let me ponder that and I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, Ahsoka's listening to Sabine's dream. That's where we open in the hospital and Sabine is in a bed. But we open on Ahsoka and she's like listening to Sabine's, Sabine's dreams to the force, which is an interesting force power we've never seen before. Right. I um, did not really. Yeah, you're right. Now, okay. Now what? Now, yeah, right. Um, Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka goes back to the communication tower after fighting with Sabine in the hospital. Uh, Sabine wants to help, and Ahsoka ends with ends it with "You've done enough." We cut to uh, what is it called? I have it here. Itos. What with with her at the um, the communication tower, Ahsoka running through it. Do you think she was getting Force Echo, or that was just yes? What okay. Yeah, I think she was sensing things to the force, which uh, I don't, we haven't got to that scene yet. But yeah, no. yeah, you were just talking about it. Well, she, she at- goes there, but then we cut back to the seat. She leaves to the communication tower, and then we cut to Cetos. Oh, okay, sorry. And then we cut cut back. Cut to back. The okay, sorry, sorry. Like the people at home really care, or the people right, listening really like- care. Whatever nerds, just keep going. <laughs> um, but Balin is there with Shin. And they're looking up into the sky and you can hear the purgles and someone's like, there's one there. There's a purgle there. And I'm like, I, I don't see it. And not until I saw a reel where I was able to watch it over and over and over and over again. And I see the purgle. The second you see it, they cut away yeah. so quick. And it's in the cloud. So it's not very, um, not very uh, easy. No, it's not easy at all. You have to know exactly where to look because once you see it, like I said, it cuts away. Uh, this is Ahsoka back at the communication tower. She's using the force to sense the battle. It's almost like she can watch it all over again or just feel how it happened. Um, it's since Echo, man, from Fallen Order. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You want to hear some nerd shit? Yeah. Here's some nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yes. turn this nerd crap into overdrive. <laughs> She does find the HK droid hiding in Sabine's place, and she takes the head to Sabine. Sabine hacks the head, uh, and she learns that the Morgan Elsbeth had a factory on Corellia, and that's where the HK droid originates from. I also wanted to mention what? Who's from? You may be getting there. Mention your thing, and then I'll bring it back. I just wanted to mention that uh, Hu Yang in this episode feels more like Alfred from Batman than C-3PO or any other protocol droids. Like he felt he felt like an Alfred, like a wise old man who's helping things out. So I I, I kind of dig that. Yeah, I think that's gonna be his role. Um is just sort of yeah, the 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 wise old man role. So yeah, who's who's from Corellia? I don't Yeah. Uh, what's what's that? <laughs> Han Solo. Oh. Actually it's a pretty big shipyard because the uh Millennium Falcon and the Ghost both come from Corellia because they're called Corellian blah 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 whatever the code letters are letters and words behind it. YT one forty four Narayan yelling at us. <laughs> we'll be getting an email from Narayan on Wednesday or Tuesday uh, or whatever. 
I'm sure. Any other day I could think about it, but now that I'm trying to think about what to say next, I can think about it. Right, but both the ghost and the Millennium Falcon come from Corellia. Corellian freighters. Right. Um, But yeah, so uh, we cut back to Cetos. Cetos. Our Morgan is using her magic in full Night Sister gear to pull the map out and expand it and see uh, that they've got to take a direct line from where they are to the other galaxy where Thrawn is. The only issue is that it's it's far away, and I don't think they have enough power to do it because what happens at the end, I think they get enough power. And she says that Thrawn is calling to her from across time and space, which I'm like, world between worlds. Is he trapped? World between worlds. I, I, yeah, I'm still waiting for world between worlds. I am more feeling that the all the, the graphic design is leaning more towards a map than world between worlds, but... I don't doubt that we're going to see world. We're either going to see world between worlds, or we're going to see them harness the power of a purgle. Figure out how to do that. Morgan leaves, and Shin wonders what happens when they find Thrawn. Like, what's going to happen to them? And Balin says, "For some more, for others, a new beginning." And she asks, "What about us? Or what about you?" And he says, "Power beyond anything they can conceive or imagine." I can't remember exactly, but and you know what he's talking about? What world between worlds? No. Dude, because, well, listen to what is in Thrawn's Star Destroyer. Is that what he's after? That's what the theory, that somebody theorized that because Thrawn took a gate, or not Thrawn, yeah, Thrawn has a gate for a Jedi Temple gate on his Star Destroyer that Ezra destroys at the last episode, which would be the world between worlds. I'm wondering if it was more like I was saying at the start of this episode, I keep wanting to pull heir to the Empire references. And this is one of them that Balin is actually a uh, influenced by Jorah Saboth from heir to the Empire. Oh. So what he's what he's really thinking about is that he's going to be the next emperor or something like a force user needs to be at the top. And that's going to be me when Thrawn arrives. And you can get to that mountain. Yeah. Mount Tannis and with all the crap in it. Yeah, but I was just wondering, like, is he just going to become more crazy as things progress as we get further into the story? What if Balin turns into that guy, Jorah Sabath? Yeah. What if? What if we? What if some kind of way he turns into him? He's a clone of. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't know. I mean, he has the white hair. Yeah, he's probably not. He's probably, dude. I'm just throwing. Right now, all we're doing is throwing stuff on a wall and see what sticks. It is yeah. too. It's too soon in the season to even know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, we cut back to Corellia, and Hera's already there, and they go navigate through the um, the shipyard. Uh, they're pulling apart ships as as the New Republic is ordered. They don't. They want to demilitarize the entire galaxy, which means to strip down all the Imperial stuff and not use it. Like we saw in that one episode of The Mandalorian where the guy was upset that they're using, they're just throwing away all this tech right um harrison did ask because they're you know getting through the um they're on a transport like a wheeled transport uh-huh. as they're making their way from one end of the shipyard to the other uh, before they go to the control room and harrison was wondering if that was the ship from rise of the resistance because it did have that triangled head at the front um, un- unlike rise of the resistance these were kind of the seats were facing each other they weren't facing forward so it's a it, nice go ahead. It's a nice detail if it's 
truly inspired by rise of the resistance i i it has to be because i kind of it was in the back of my mind you kind of get your spidey senses tingling a little bit you're like i, I recognize that yeah so um, I, I i think dude the way dave you know how dave filoni is he's like oh i read that in a book once let me yep. put it in my my show Hera does ask uh so they were going back and forth and Hera being the motherly kind of pushes ahsoka because ahsoka was saying that Sabine wasn't ready, and Hera asked, you know, when does, when will someone be ready for training? Like, when do you know? And Ahsoka replies, they just know. And yeah. so does the apprentice, which is important because of what happens at the end of the episode. Right. Um, Hu Yang and Sabine are together, and he makes a comment about how little her aptitude for the forces. So it's very, very small, which was <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even know she had it. Right. That was like... I've trained thousands of Jedi in my thousands of years or hundreds of Jedi in my thousands of years. And your aptitude for the force is less than all of them. Yeah. So it was like, if she knows the force, it is very, very little. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's part like, of the catch up for us. Like, wait a minute. Wait, she had force powers. Right. And they never really, it never got explained and maybe, you know, her and Sabine, I mean, her and Ahsoka found it at one point or so. I don't know. I truthfully, I think it was, hey, I want to I want to learn to use a lightsaber or, hey, I have Ezra's lightsaber. I want to learn to use it. And then it was discovered, oh, you have a little bit of force power. And that's the way it was discovered. But I guess we'll see sometime in, in there. In the control center, Hera notices a refurbished hyperdrive. And she's like, "Why is what's that for? What ship is that for? What class?" And the the dude was like, "This is classified." The dude that's working the control center, or he's yeah. sort of the manager for the whole plant. Yeah, and that dude, that that guy, that actor, that's the role he plays is like the bad guy going good, or the good, you know, the bad guy that's pretending to be a good guy. So I was like, yeah. "That's the guy right there." So, yeah, and so uh, it turns out that the whole engine is being shipped off to some place in the opposite side of the galaxy, Setos, uh, um, and they need to stop it from going. So Ahsoka races through the windows to try to chase it down while Hera goes to the uh, Phantom 2 to try to shoot it down or, yeah. or, or stop it, not shoot it down. Uh, Chopper at one point asks, why don't you just shoot it down? And she replies that there's people down there and they can get injured. So Now, now that mentioned Chopper, I want to say... now. Um, it's either I can either understand him better because I've watched so many rebels, watched rebels so many times, or they've made him more understandable. I don't know which one it is. No, I think it's the first one because I didn't understand everything he said. Okay. Some of it's like, go, go, go. Right. And then it's like, did you mess with my stuff? No, I didn't mess with your stuff. Well, where's my stuff? And <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> yeah. chopper. And that, that, that you know, back and forth was awesome. It was but like I... right back to rebels. Yeah. Um, but as we uh, cut back to Ahsoka racing after the hyperdrive, Merrick is there with one of the HK assassin droids. Uh, there's a cool fight between them. Uh, uh, at one point, Merrick throws his double-bladed lightsaber at her, and she does that cool move where she you know, slightly moves out of the way to narrowly miss the lightsabers that flies by her face. But it does. he does have a lot of skill. He is very formidable because... He went up against Ahsoka, and I, I'm measuring that against. Uh, I know Ahsoka went up against Darth Vader and, and nearly died, mm -hmm. um, but 
she still went up against him for a while. So you have to be pretty skilled to do that. Right. Chopper is able to throw a tracking device in the transport before it shoots off into hyperspace. And Sabine is, we cut back to the communication tower and she's pulling out her armor and Glenn's tearing up and she's got on her her shoulder, she's repainted uh, a purgle in in memory of Ezra. Um, I wish they would have shown her painting up her armor instead of it just being painted, but whatever. I saw it as more of something she did years ago. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't touched it, and now she's touching it for the first time, and that's why she's got this whole religious kind of ceremony where she's laying it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabine... Uh, and that yeah. was a pretty much shot-for-shot shot remake of when uh, Kanan cuts his hair. Yeah, so she takes a viral blade, and she cuts off her hair and makes it really short. As short as we see it in the epilogue of Rebels. <laughs> Funny how that works. We cut to Ahsoka back on her ship, and Sabine is there in uh, holo projector mode. And she says, "All she says is, I 'I'm ready.'" Which goes back to what Hera was asking: When will someone know that they're ready? And they'll just know, right? And so we cut to this scene where Sabine's in full armor, saying, "I'm ready. Let's go." Well, and, and we missed sort of something when she was talking to the droid in the in the hospital, and the droid was like, Hera, "What's the droid's name?" Yeah. And, who yang was like why haven't you kept up with your training she's like well i just don't she didn't want to do it and i don't want to waste your time and he's like well the only time you're wasting is yours and you're just like i think that set the light bulb off in her yeah um so that was sort of a, a very cool it, 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 it's it, there's life moments in star wars there's life lessons in star wars and that was a life lesson for uh, yeah. star wars he was just like forget about the past and move on and and you're only wasting your time and it's just like crap you're right Yep. Yep. Um, Ahsoka goes back to Lothal, and it's exactly all the shots from the epilogue. So uh, that tells us that we're finally past the Rebels ending. You know, right. all, everything that happens from this point on is new, sort of yeah, explored that, space. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the Sitos. Uh, uh, so Ahsoka and... Um, Sabine, they take off in, in her starship towards Setos. That's where uh, the, the tracker led them to. And right. so we cut to Setos, and that's where the ISIN is being built, which is a major hyperdrive ring. Um, it's still in construction, but it's nearing completion. And I would imagine from Setos, they just shoot out across the galaxies to where Thrawn is. They just dock with his Star Destroyer, and they sing, send it back. It's probably disabled or something. Yeah. Um. Now that we're done with this whole thing, I just wanted to bring up a couple of things that were bothering me. Yeah. Um, the map, the map thing. I'm the, the map. map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the. The map to find Thrawn. It's like there's two aspects to it, and I don't like it either. It's artificial mm-hmm. that someone developed this whole scheme to put Thrawn in in prison or something. But I'm going to leave this map if you want to find them. Yeah. The way they were positioning, I'm sure it's just a map that leads to this other galaxy. It just so happens Thrawn is there, and so people are just calling it the the map to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Well, it's the Probably. same thing like with Luke Skywalker. It's like, why would you have a map to go to Luke Skywalker yeah. if you didn't want to be found? So go ahead. They kept calling him in exile. So, oh, so artificial, that's weird. If it's just a coincidence, it's a pretty big coincidence, unless it's just it leads to both this place and Thrawn. 
right. but people are just saying it's Thrawn. Um, what was I going to say before? <laughs> so that's one issue I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the other issue, I forget. It'll come to me in a second. All right. Do you, um, so with them going off to another galaxy, do you think we're finally going to see the the Vrog? Is it Vrog or the people from? Oh, okay. I don't the, know. The, the alien, the the pug like aliens from like the Thrawn Ascendancy. We're gonna start. Are are we gonna see the Ascendancy? Well, in one of the Thrawn books, he talks about the early hyperdrive people. Uh huh. Um, they used the Force. They didn't have Navi computers. Right. So they, they relied on people with the Force abilities to be able to stop the uh, the ships in time, so they don't go into a star or to a planet. You know, they're right. using the Force to direct them. So I'm wondering. This is where the force originated from, or people who were masters of the force came from. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wondering. And, and you know, you remember what those people were called? What frog people? Skywalkers. What is that from? It's from Thrawn Ascendancy. Those people were called Skywalkers. That's what they oh. called them was Skywalkers. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Yes, it's vaguely familiar. Sorry, I I, I gave up. I think I read the first trilogy and then gave up halfway through the second trilogy because it's just, it was so dense. It is just a lot of military and a lot of the book is like three inches thick and you're, you're very, it's very overwhelming. Did you read them? No, I've only read the first one, I believe. Yeah. But I did like, I did like it and I did like where the show's heading. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did feel Star Wars to me. I like the design of Lothal. I like the design of Ahsoka's ship. I like that they brought in the Clone Wars and Rebels in the original trilogy. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um, so I think something's going to happen in Episode Five. Sorry, what's going on with my throat? I think You're something happens in ep- because you're figuring out Dave Filoni is. He's gonna he's gonna direct Episode Five. five. Talks amongst yourselves. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I think that's when we're going to see Thrawn. I think that's when we're going to see Anakin. Hayden Christensen's in the show. So whether he's Merrick as a clone of Anakin or whether Ooh, we get We didn't flash- even bring that one up. We get a flashback of, uh, yeah, that, there's a bunch of implications there too. Like, can she save this version of Anakin or because she couldn't save the last version? I, I That's me tying back into Heir to the Empire where there was cloning going on. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just, we'll see. Oh. Yeah, I had a point. I lost it. You've been doing that, dude. Am I just messing you up? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't sleep well last night, so maybe that has something to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, something there is going to be a major plot twist in episode five. I I I'm thinking flashback. Flashback. Okay, I I didn't think about the flashback, but I thought Thrawn. But uh, it'll be something. It it's something major with Dave Filoni directing that uh we're gonna see it i i was joking with uh chance this morning and i'm like you know what's gonna happen is is zeb and callus are gonna come back together and they're gonna kiss and we're gonna find out they're a couple that's what's gonna happen in episode five no we'll see some we'll see some lesson anakin gave her in the clone wars be applicable to what she's doing today with sabine and the hunt for for thrawn you know, do we see a flashback of Rex back then? So we got a, a Rex, a live action Rex. Because isn't there was... a yeah rumor that he's in it too? Yeah, 
So I think there's a lot of potential in the show. I'm interested to see where it goes. One thing I keep forgetting to mention on the podcast and looking forward to is that Filoni's not afraid of exploring that weird, funky side of the Force. Yeah. So will we see any of that kind of stuff? I, I and with with us going to that other galaxy, this is a way that all of a sudden you're like, well, there they are. When Empire was, ha- you know, when uh, Battle of Yevon and everything was happening, there, you know, or actually that or, yeah, Battle of Yevon's already happened in this show, but they can they can get away from a lot of stuff. They can get away from the Star Wars we know, and that's a way of explaining it. Like, oh, they're in this other galaxy uh, dealing with Thrawn. And so it doesn't have to tie into any any Star Wars lore that we know, and they can basically rewrite Star Wars. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited for that because like we've been saying the Star the Skywalker saga is is very stale and it needs we need some fresh breath. Uh, I also in, want to see the Star ghost. Yeah. We haven't seen much of the ghost. I want to see the ghost in action. I'm sure Hasbro right now wants to see the ghost in action too. So <laughs> Hasbro more wants to see the ghost so they can. It was funny so they can get those those numbers up. But I mean, it was like the very first day that that show was on. It did bounce about a thousand backers uh because it did uh ezra got funded but it's still it's like what's i i i don't know what's going on with that um i just i don't know like i said i've never watched a has lab so i don't know what things are going but uh, there'll be a I, spike at the end and we'll get to zab at least i really hope and it does it does i and i'm curious with them saying oh we're going to release uh as i mean Sabina Chopper at one point it's like how are you going to release it are you going to give everybody that backed the ghost the first option to buy it and are you yeah. going to make enough for everybody that backed a ghost to get it if they want it and then release it to the general public? Or are you just going to release it and whoever wants one gets one? Yes, it's the latter. So they better freaking make enough of them or at least It'll be a wide free- release. There'll be enough. Yeah, there better be because I don't want to have, you know, it'll be very upsetting. And it better be a season four uh, Sabine, not yes. Jedi dis- Hunter Sabine. Go ahead. Distinctively said it's going to be, it's going to match the mural. Okay, good. Thing. So it's going to be a season four rebels version of Sabine. That'll be part of it. Good. So, yeah. All right, cool. Um, I, let me, I guess I can kind of, uh, do my thoughts real quick. Um, cause I actually wrote something down, Jason. Are you excited? <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's go. go. All right, let's go. I said, all right. So here's what I wrote. I, I was, and it wasn't as mo- emotional for me as I thought it would be. I still had my moments. Like when you saw her for the first time and, when you uh, see Sabine finally realizing uh, her calling and cutting the hair in that remake of the epilogue, uh, because yeah, that epilogue, no matter what that did for me, that's, it's just very emotional. Uh, you know, I did enjoy the way they introduced Sabine, you know, punk rock rebel and doesn't really want to be, what well, doesn't really want the fame, uh, you know, that they're trying to throw at her, you know, here, here you are, you've been, you, you know what? She's kind of like, is Han, Han Solo was kind of like that too, wasn't he? A little yeah. bit. Just that's the rebel. Attitude. Yeah. Um, and she just, you know, wanted to be left alone and still was hurt at the loss of Ezra and the betrayal of Ahsoka. Uh, but you know, it was a fun start to the show. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot more tears, man. Cause that is just, uh, that, you know, when they show the ghost and when they show Jason, that's going to be <laughs> going to be pretty emotional. Cause I'm, I'm, they've teased Jason, but not a whole lot. And Yeah. That's it. That's cool. Yeah, it should have been more. I'm sorry. It's just no. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. you're good. I'm glad to know that it resonated with you. It did, dude. It. 
I enjoyed it. I it, I knew it was going to be a slow start to the season because they had to lay down, put some groundwork down. Um, and I think they, they, an hour and a half, they got a lot of ground covered. And unlike, you know, with Mandalorian, you didn't know which way he was going to go because they laid out like five or six paths for the Mandalorian in season three. And in this one, it's like, this is the path we're going. And I was fine with both of them. Uh, I think I would have been more upset if they would have done that with this show. Here's five paths that we're going to go down because now we know um, because somebody I think I was listening to Force of Course. Ted was kind of concerned that they were going to deal with Rebels and be done with it in like two or three episodes. And this just proves that, no, we're in it for the long haul. Rebel, the Rebels crew will be here the whole show. Yes, we will. We're good. So. I'm looking forward to seeing some Chopper too. I want to see some more Chopper. I was a little upset that Chopper was just not was not following Hera around, and he was just stuck in the uh, Phantom. Uh, but oh. it was. I think they nailed that Chopper. That live action Chopper is freaking perfect. So we'll see more next week or this week. Uh, I guess it's going to drop every Tuesday at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is awesome. Yeah, it's going to have to dodge social media all day. <laughs> Um, and I don't thank have to wake you. up at 4 a.m. Oh. And I don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If it's allowed, it really helps us out. It points people to our show. You can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. People, collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collective community. This is the way. Back the ghost. This is the way.